What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 152 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I'm your host and completely dry gamer, Eric Getty Gettinger. Static shock and dry skin are my reality. With me, as always, is soggy co-host Alex Arona. Getty, I see what you're doing. Not don't like it. We need Too Andre. bad. We need Andre here. Too bad. No you know, wet gamers here. Can I tell you that I've looked at that that his merch store for like more times than I care to admit, and like looked at that shirt and being like, should I just get should I just buy a shirt? Should I well, just, I feel like I feel like Beth would not approve of that shirt. Maybe you should. And you know what, Alex? I don't really care about your opinion. The only opinion I care about is our damp partner, Joel Dewitt. Damp and ready to glamp is my motto. Shit, Joel. I didn't know you were a glamper. Oh man. I love glamping. Like I'll I'll admit. And sadly, like for me, glamping is like, do you have electricity? Yeah. What what is glamp? Did, did you just like have me say something inappropriate? No, no, no. no. It's, it's glamorous camping. It's people yeah. who have electricity and a toilet. Uh-huh. Alright. Alright. So like R R V campers, stuff like that. Mm, yeah, no. That's a very specific type of camping. I mean, like, glamping is, like, I I like to have an inflatable mattress. That's considered glamping. I get it, so. but it also defeats the point of camping. No. Yes yes, and no. You still make s'mores. You still cook on the fire. You're still, like, sleeping, and it's, like, kind of cold, and animals are at the, the tent a lot. <laughs> is that just me? <laughs> Maybe that's Probably, me. yeah. Uh, Daddy just lets the animals in. Yeah. Oh, I know his. I know his partner. I know his partner. <laughs> I have a story about that from, I think I was in eighth grade and we did an offsite uh, overnight stay. Yeah, let's go and, off topic here. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Don't open the windows because raccoons will get in." This guy right here is the guy that was like, "Hey, we should just open the window. It's cool enough outside. It'll be refreshing." Unfortunately, we did not get a raccoon to come into the the room that night. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> it truly you were trying was. trying for it, though. But the next morning, like, it was one of those fake campsites, so you could tell that the raccoons got into all the food and everything that us kids were throwing out in the garbage cans. So I really missed out. I could have had a pet raccoon in eighth grade. Your partner would have loved you even more. Uh, didn't know her back then, but yeah, I feel like that maybe that would have expedited things. All right, so what do we got this week? We're going to muck around in early adopters, get hangry at the news, and round out the week with uh, a trip to the movies. Hell yeah. Yeah, with Alex. Maybe. We'll see. All right, so let's scooch on over to early adopters where we play alphas, betas, and it's next fest on Steam. We need some air horns. Uh, I need fanfare. Mm-hmm. I need uh, like a hype guy in the background just going, yo, yo. What? Yeah. yeah. Any, anything. Uh, or you could just leave it with us saying all that stuff. Either way. It's, it's all good. Lambo. I'm, I'm just glad to have options. Lambo. <laughs> so uh, what is NextFest? NextFest is uh, when Steam will showcase a bunch of upcoming games. And you know that we love indies and games that don't get indies. enough press coverage so we are all about the next fest and this week is stacked it's a how many dose. how many uh, early adopters we got not one not two not three 
Joel, it's five. Five. We actually added an extra one and didn't tell you. I tried to do five, and Joel said, are you kidding me? Absolutely not. That is way too many games. Five would have been too many. We got four. So we got four early adopters. So we're going to have a a slightly different format. To be fair, I had six written down. Those other two were pretty good. Well, there's always next week. Yep. Hopefully the games aren't going anywhere. But if they do, we got plenty. We got tons. Bamboo. boat. (laughs) All right. Uh... So I, I don't even know where to start. We got we got so much. Let's uh let's take a trip to the friendly neighborhood. Quite literally, <laughs> the name of this game is Friendly Neighborhood, and it is it is nothing but friendly, listeners. It is terrifying. So it pic- pretty friendly. Picture in your mind, if you will, a Resident Evil. I would say Bioshock. But I see That's... the more recent resident evils that this is what it feels like so first oh, person map, yeah. first person shooter there's a briefcase guys i mean that 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 makes it a resident evil light <sighs> well joel you actually didn't get that far they i don't know if you know but the new thing with resident evils is to have a map and it will be color coded where it will be like blue if you've done everything you need in that room or That's red if you've been in that room thing. but you missed something That's that was nice. in the original games too was it? No, what was it? Really? There's no way to verify. <laughs> uh, it's a new thing for Resident Evil 2 and 3 of the remakes. And now uh, this game had that. You get it a little bit later, but friendly, my friendly neighborhood had the exact map system. So once again, first person shooter, because you do have a weapon here. Uh, Several. They're really peculiar weapons, but the real horror element comes when you are exploring and there are muppets yes i said that correctly muppets in the environment and uh, you know that's not the creepy part it's the fact that they're like full-on just going at it and they're like hey guys what's going on oh my gosh i'm having so much fun and they just it's a constant stream and they do not stop talking even when you knock them unconscious and you duct tape them (laughs) they are still talking to you and it freaks me right the hell out I thought it was there was one guy taped down that he was just like, you know, I really like sandwiches. Sandwiches are the best lunch in the world. And sometimes I like to make my own sandwiches. I use the bread and then I use the turkey and then you know and I'm sitting the, there like searching through drawers for ammo. He's duct taped to the ground and goes The Muppet my, voice. My favorite sandwich is this you know It's like seriously dude, like are you still going over there? You know, the funny thing about it too is that these characters, their voice you know, some of these things, like, I've seen a tiny bit of Five Nights at Freddy's, like, these animatrons, like, they sound a little bit on edge and kind of unsettling in their voice. These Muppets sound like Muppets. Like, there, there's no nothing but, like, cheerful, happy, fun time tones to all their talking. But in spite of that, like Getty said, it was still unsettling and creepy. And I think part of it is that it's this sort of, like, dark creepy background but also the way they move it's not a stitter it's almost just like a slow wavy walk with their limbs flailing about yeah it's very it's very unsettling but when they come up to you and they attack you they push you to the ground yeah so it's very tame in that aspect but just the whole aesthetic of it uh you know none of the lights in the building really work they're they're constantly flickering flashing there's it's good shadow like, work here. And, yeah. And then also at the, also at the same time, it's it's good uh, audio quality because you're you're hearing you're hearing it in the distance. So you'll hear like, 
you know, sometimes. I do, I do. And you're like, where the hell is he? Where <laughs> the hell is he? You're like, you know, guys, I really, you know, sometimes, you know, I like to, you know, like, you, know if you, ever play this, you ever play soccer? It's like, okay, he's around the corner. I swear he's around the corner. I'm going to get my gun ready and I'm going to shoot him in the face. Now, what was the gun? There was, it was a, they mentioned it was a typewriter gun, which is like a machine, like, that is a thing. They called the machine guns a typewriter. But this one, he took parts, uh, the the janitor took parts of typewriters. So it was shooting uh, letters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's it's the actual, like, bar of the typewriter then with sheets of paper flipped on it with the letters. Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know if we... I, I no, I think it's just a machine gun, but he made reference and on his desk he had a torn apart uh, typewriter. Hmm. So I, I don't think it's supposed to be like a like a like a legitimate typewriter. I just think he used parts and for some reason now the gun shoots letters. I don't know. It was fun shooting letters. Like it's it's very silly for a weapon in sort of a horror setting, and like you can see the stray bullets on the ground, and they're just like okay, G Q A W. <laughs> just mm-hmm. littered everywhere it's very shotgun cool. was satisfying too <laughs> blast a muppet in the face those things were creepy very creepy so everybody finished this one yeah oh yeah, yeah. of course um the other part that was uh was a little bit more it made it more nerve-wracking was that you don't actually kill the muppets once you shoot them they get downed, and then you have to duct tape them. And duct tape is super finite. Yep. Otherwise, when you leave an area and come back to it, they're back just doing their regular Muppet stuff. And depending on the Muppet, it will multiply. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I shot one Muppet in the face with a shotgun, and like nine of them popped out. They just split. It was like Naruto. I know exactly the area you're talking about, so... In this demo, it's not uh, extensive, but it still gives you a pretty good taste of it. You're just trying to escape this area and get to the, the roof. That's the ultimate goal that they set up at, right at the beginning is that you're trying to get to the roof. But oh, there's a uh, area with a stage, as of course you would expect, where there's Muppets, there's stages. Uh, and there is this giant Muppet on it. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, you guys know who Gritty is? Yes, he looks like Gritty. He looks like Gritty, and it freaked me out because <laughs> just the whole idea of Gritty is kind of crazy. But he's, he's he had the same God. insane look in his eyes and the big orange furry mane. But the second that you turn on the lights, he vanishes. And this is not like a small Muppet. This, is, this guy's gigantic. I don't know where he went until later. When he's just taken swings at you from different sewer pipes around the area. Oh. Does he have like big Muppet arms? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like that uh, big brown wookie looking Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> with the giant yeah, with bright orange. Um, Getty, what happens is that when you um, go to the stage area, it's completely dark and he is hammering at something. Yeah. Uh, which is creepy in and of itself because all you see is this big furry shadow. And then you turn on the lights and... It like something happens and it sucks him into the pipes. Cause I saw him get sucked in and like disappear as soon as I hit the lights. And that was like, that was, that was supposed to be like a scene was that you, he was like supposed to vanish and it was supposed to freak you out. Mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. 
was is rough. Oh, so you boy. made it to the roof? No, you don't make it to the roof. You make it to an elevator, and then that's the end of this portion of the game. But like right before I got to the end, I was able to locate. It wasn't a suitcase, but there was like a an area that had a couple of cheats that I was able to unlock. Oh, cool! So if I wanted to go back and give it another looky loo, I would have that junk at my disposal. But it was like, yeah, you should definitely go back and play some more. And I was like. Kind of this is this is definitely my jam, uh, if not freaky AF. I'm thinking that depending on when this comes out, we might have some fun for extra life here. We might have yeah. our uh, spooky hour <laughs> with friendly neighborhood. I'm a I, I it it had like the the puzzles that I like from Resident Evil where. Um, you know, it's like you have um, this machine that needs power, and in another room you find the plug for it. And then, turning on the plug, you now can take like you could take these punch cards. But like then there's like three clocks that you have to set up the punch cards with and do the math to figure out what what they need to activate to do this other thing. It's 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 it just yeah. It's reminding me a lot of old school Resident Evil One, and that mm-hmm. made me very happy. With uh, that's that like a lot of people come to Resident Evil for like the scares. I go for the puzzles. So, yeah, I'm. I wish listed this one. How about you, Joel? You thinking you're going to make a return to the friendly neighborhood anytime soon? You know, it. I didn't know, but I think our conversation sort of won me over. On it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I got stuck early, and you know me. If I get stuck quickly, I, I get frustrated and need a break. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a wish list. I'm not sure if it's by day one, but it's something I would definitely keep my eye on for when I need that itch scratched, you know? Good. Hell yeah. Good, good. That's the goal of this whole discussion is to get people keen on what we like. And and to show them all the cool stuff that's happening on the indie scene. Yeah, because there is just about everything out there for any anything that you can want, and this week's episode is definitely proof of that. We get weird. We're going to get real weird, and we're going to take a deep dive into the into the silt here. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. This is one that I saw a couple of weeks ago, and I silt. had... What did I say? Again. No, no, no. no. Uh, d- diving into the silt, but didn't re- expressly say the game is called silt. Yeah, I was getting to it. Oh, okay, I sorry. was building it up, and I said that I had put this on the docket a couple weeks ago, but it got bumped. So I presented to you Silt for this week, which is... I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it justice. I'm going to pass it over to to Alex, because he's very dynamic in his wording. <laughs> um, this is a very... Uh, it's a stark contrasting uh, game. It's a 2D... I want to say platformer, but you're under, you're an underwater scuba diver and it kind of plays in the world of like, um, of inside or, uh, limbo where your character is almost pitch black and, uh, the world around it's kind of like shades of gray and white, but you are, uh, going through as a scuba diver and navigating this weird, like very, I want to say like, threatening underwater world and I, and I say threatening because everything has jagged edges everything feels dangerous and is kind of ready to murder you and your ability 
that you have is to like you could just swim kind of fast and then also you get a an ability to take over uh fish's brain which consists of like a long like white light strand that that leaves your body and you can direct it into a fish and you use their abilities to solve environmental puzzles uh which is cool but it, you know it, it's it also throws out that you are entirely vulnerable when your my, your brain is inside of a fish i definitely had where i took over a small fish to break through a barrier because his teeth could cut through this little barrier but which was a puzzle but there were hammerhead sharks near me that definitely mm. ate my my character and i died came right after you yeah so your character actually looks like a deep sea diver fit with the helmet like the classic helmet and everything and that's where the light protrudes from it's like this little essence that you can use to grab onto all of all of the goodies and by goodies i mean terribly horrifying fish so you can take over mm-hmm. these little munchy guys that are like piranhas and you can also take over the hammerhead sharks yep and 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 it again it feels like everything is kind of made to murder you like every and i, and I don't mean that like just the fish i mean like they're the environments they're just sharp spikes out of everywhere and uh every, things kind of look visceral and like at one point you fly out of the mouth of a fish turns out you were in a fish so you're like kind of like in his heart area it just was like it just was very uh kind of grotesque in a lot of ways it, 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 but in the, in the good the best ways because uh, it definitely invoked a lot of those, you know, like, again, Limbo or Inside, where everything kind of looks gross, but it's never, uh, it's never, not, it's never what it seems. Hmm. Yep. There were a couple of puzzles. Uh, as Alex was describing, you need to utilize your ability to transfer your consciousness into the fish in order to find ways around it. And I don't know how far you guys got, and I feel like that's, it's the same <laughs> indicative of every conversation we always have but i was able to play the the beta or the demo through fruition here and uh, there is kind of like a faux boss battle which requires you to utilize all of the fish in the area in order to how did you get to them how did what do you mean they were not like you're in a room with uh, you at one point you're following along an angular fish's light uh-huh and you eventually get stuck in a room. All right. I know exactly what you're talking about. So when he pops his head out the first time, you yes. have to trick him into taking a bite out of the scenery. Okay. I couldn't find where to get it. I was trying to get him to do that. And whenever I did, it didn't do anything. So I obviously was getting, I was missing the piece that he needed to bite. Uh, but it wasn't entirely clear, and that's where I got stuck because I was trying was, really hard to get him to chew through something. Yeah, there was an area with a like a little lip that you could hide behind, and once he attacks that, part of the stage falls off, and mm-hmm. then you're able to access that, and then you grab the little guy, cut yes. a hole through one part, swim up. Yep. This- okay, that's the that was the whole thing is that I. I I sat on that for a while trying to figure that out and was testing the waters and putting like a lot of like different t- like ideas to to work here. Like, okay, if I get, if I get, maybe he has to like hit the ceiling now and that'll make a rock fall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, okay, let's try the ground and maybe the ground will do something. And like, none of it did anything. So it was like, yep. okay, well, I feel like, uh, I feel like I was having a tough time. And I was like, oh, you know, I really enjoyed what I did play. I just was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of stuck here. You were right there. You were right at the the cusp of greatness. 
That's where that's where Joel was as well. Right. Ah. Okay. So just a little stuck on that that boss. It wasn't uh, entirely uh, obvious, but that's not. I think the game is actually very, very well crafted as far as the look is concerned. It is again very uh, like stark looking at it. It's very striking. So I really I really liked looking at this thing. I like pausing it and just like looking at the the environment and the way the characters and the design looked. Yeah, a lot of fun here. I especially like when people focus on something that rather uncommon. You don't see too many games that are happening under the water like this. And mm. something that definitely takes place very far under the water because everything, like you said, is out to get you. And that's it's what it's like when you're all the way down. All of the life down there is pretty frightening. Crazy, creepy stuff. Yeah. So we did spooky stuff. Everybody feels yes, pretty, pretty good. We did some friendly neighborhood. We did some silt. Yeah. No. What's next? I'm thinking we could probably take a break here and then we can circle back. So, yeah, let's uh, let's head into the break. We're going to BRB, folks. countdown timer of my own uh this is in reference to the capcom timer which god when did this expire it was uh sunday into monday is, is that yeah, when it, it was final... sunday into monday so by the time you were listening to last week's episode the timer hadn't had not gone off yet but and you were privy but well <laughs> you were very close to seeing a close-up of reuse feet oh yes alex has a a fun fetish with uh, everything that happened in this trailer, but <laughs> it was the exact opposite. I did not want to see Ryu's feet, and then I don't know if you know Getty. There was more to that to like people analyzing that footage. Oh yeah, I I know they uh, I the internet I loves its. Need, I didn't need any of that. The internet loves to turn everything into smut. So he's a beefy boy. <laughs> he's a beefy boy. Joel, uh, right? That Ryu's a beefy boy. He, he's Hulk, man. Like they, he's 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 very broad-shouldered. <laughs> it's like a tuna can, like wide. I think you and I are talking about two different things. No, I think we're talking about the same thing. That dude is wide as hell. Those shoulders, man. I don't think he's very tall either. So I feel like again, he's like. Yeah, I, no. he he's he's a tank. Like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, you think about like the size of Balrog in this right the sort of mike tyson he's he's bigger than balrog which was not supposed to be the case no no he's supposed to be isn't he supposed to be more of like a uh jet lee or uh who's who's the no that was fei ling fei long okay all right fei long was literally bruce lee okay all right well so would you say he's got dumps like a truck yeah i would probably say so you ever see that um that Street Fighter anime movie the the good one not the bad one the where at the good end one. the the good at the end he jump kicks and bison in a semi 
Like he's like going to jump kick the truck. It's pretty good. All right. So yeah, Street Fighter 6, it's happening. Uh, More information coming later this year, probably. I didn't get into Street Fighter 5. I bought it and I played it. And what I played, I really did enjoy. So I think that like, I'm I'm ready for another one, um, even though I didn't play the fifth one as much. But I mean, the thing about it is that I think that they're kind of sticking with the same art style, and I don't know if that's absolutely what I would. I think that they need to update and change. But uh, I'm not in charge of Capcom, it, and it might be better that way. Maybe. Yeah, they're definitely catering more towards like the structure of the esports type stuff now right i mean yeah if, if you it's, which i don't love so i played street fighter five fi, street fighter five excuse me intermittently my goodness and uh it, it is a good street fighter uh it yeah. when it first came out it was pretty broken unless you wanted to do online matchmaking which mm-hmm. to be honest anymore that's that's all i care about if i'm gonna do a fighter um but it was always a little it, the presentation was off. Like, just even Street Fighter Four, the focus was, like, okay, arcade mode, special modes, here's the online matchmaking. This whole thing was set up with the presumption that that is what you're there for. And it, it felt weird as it was... It felt less like a fighter and more like an online service. Like, the yeah. the main menu matched more what Halo Infinite looks like than what uh, another <laughs> fighter would be, which is strange. It's strange to me. I agree. And then, you know, now they, they have this new character, Luke, and that's getting, they're saying, like, this is going to be the future. And I'm like, well, this guy looks generic as hell, so I don't know. I don't know. They tried that with four as well. No, no, three. They tried that with three, right? They had some character. Three was my favorite one, and uh, yes, they did great with it. <laughs> it wasn't a qualitative statement. I just don't, I don't remember him now. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, he was, Luke was just from five. Okay. He was the last. He was literally the last DLC character. It's kind of weird to try and mm-hmm. frame it like that, but okay. I know. So uh, yeah, also rumbling through to this next news piece, uh, Capcom Fighting Collection. We got Darkstalkers, Night Warriors, Vampire Hunter. Vampire Savior, Street Fighter, everything. So that's Street Fighter 2, the Anniversary Edition, Street Fighter... Oh, no. Hold on. Oh, sorry. You know, There's the only logo, one Street Fighter in Yeah, there. the logo for Puzzle Fighter, it always yep. reminds me of Street Fighter, so that's that's my bad, guys. I mean, but that's by design. Yeah, it's supposed to be confusing and, and hateful. <laughs> Especially if you play with Alex, and in which case, good luck. I've played a lot of hours of Puzzle Fighter. You know, what I'm, what I'm happy to see here is Gem Fighters, which is just an actual fighting game built around the chibi-looking guys from Puzzle Fighter. Hmm. So, Joel, we should, we should play some Gem Fighters. Do you ever play Gem Fighters? No. No, that's not. Uh, honestly, half these <laughs> things I've never played. Uh, I've never played. Gem Gem Fighters is good just because, again, you're playing like those chibi characters and then you knock gems out of each other and the gems are what give you your like supers. And then on top of that, they're they're It's very cartoonish. So like E-Honda will mid combo put on a, 
a costume to make him look like M. Bison and then put on a costume to make him look like Blanca in the middle of a fight. Like that's like their moves is that hmm. like they just turn, put costumes on. Like I think at one point Chun-Li dresses like BB Hood. It's just like a real silly like thing. That's how their moves work. Did they name a price for this thing? I would assume it's the same price as most of these compilations, which is what, 70 or 60? Hmm. Okay. Do you want there to be a price for it? Less than that. I mean, what's, yeah. yeah, what's your uh, buy in on this? What's my buy in? have to be under uh, 30. 30 bucks for all this content and unlimited online play? So, yeah, like 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 dozens and dozens of Dark Stalkers games. Is that all these Night Warriors and Vampire Hunters yep. are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're spin-offs of the uh, the they're they're Dark Stalkers. So, th- this is usually my stance with these kind of compilations. There's a few that I know and are going to be easily slid in and be comfortable with, which is Street Fighter 2 and Puzzle Fighter. And then there's a slew of other ones that I've either never heard of or barely recognize that I'll be able to just sort of poke around and out of curiosity figure out what they are, right? And you have seen um what was that one you saw cyberbots at galloping ghost that's the one where i told you devil lot was from mm-hmm. and uh it, like they're fighting with mechs oh yeah I, I popped in a uh one run on that i didn't understand what i was doing <laughs> but that's that's cyberbots okay. and uh red earth i believe is one where you're like li- like they're like different animal creatures like it's a lion man and uh like a wolf man but it's street you know it's again street fighter mm-hmm yeah, I, I, you know, the online play for all titles thing doesn't really sell me unless you've got specific people to play with. Like, yeah, the, I think that's like the problem that people have said is that like what you're going to find a fan base for one game or like, is it going to be like, oh, there's five people online for Night Stalkers, but there's like two people online for Puzzle Fighter. Weird. Right. Yeah. That is weird. Yeah, you're splitting the fan base. It's hard to say. Tearing me apart, Alex. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. But I had to say that. But you know what else is tearing me apart? What's that? What am I looking at? Shin Megami Tensei Soul Hackers 2. Yeah. Coming to that... Xbox. And PS5. And PS5? And yes. Okay. But no Switch. No Switch, but that's okay. Switch got a SMT five and four. Oh wait, no, if I think I five, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I was thinking, I was thinking that 3DS because 3DS is where SMT four was and where Soul Hackers one. They got. Was. Don't you re- tell me no. They got a re-release of the third one, I think, if I remember right. Yes, but Switch that also got yeah the re-release. Also the was on Steam, I believe. Mm, okay. Oh, my Steam closed. Why? Why did it do that? I didn't do it. It must have been mad at me. That's that's fine. So uh, I am not familiar with Soul Hackers. Alex, uh, you got you got anything you can give us as far as insight goes? It was always more of like a dungeon crawler where you would go into these dungeons and you'd have the map and you'd be uh, like some. Originally, I think the combat you didn't even see your characters. It was just like the enemy in front of you and you see the life bars at the bottom doing turn-paced combat. Um, now I think that they're going more in the Shin Megami Tensei and por- Persona route where you you see your characters. It's very flashy. It does look very stylistic. The music was pretty hot. And then um, you're fighting 
uh, the monsters that you saw, say in Shin Megami Tensei Five. They they've they've had a they have developed you know it's like Pokemon. They have developed a, a monster catalog that is roughly like five hundred monsters deep, and they kind of use a lot of them and just kind of redo the art, but it's still the same monster. Oh, you know, like Final Fantasy and stuff. You see the behemoths. You see the you know slightly updated versions of them. Yes. You know which one's my favorite? Jack Frost. The penis monster. That's everyone's favorite. The one that has, he's got like the, the chariot, chariot wheels and he's just a giant penis. Yeah. See, I see you as the, the pissed off imp who's on the toilet. Yeah. Well, it's Beelzebub. That's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess I have to segue out of that. In the same vein uh, as uh, SMT, Persona 5 Royal soundtrack now on Spotify. How many listens is this did you guys get in before recording? Like four. Um, just because this this is one of the few times that we're getting like the full Persona 5 Royal theme. Like that song was uh, cut up, you know, for the intro. And it really wasn't anywhere else. So... Uh... Favorite P5 song from the game? Oh, I told you that that intro song. That song's hot. That's intro favorite. song? Wait up, yeah. get up, get out there. Is that what? No. No? Okay. Yeah, That I, was the first game. I, I Well, I've got, I've got no experience with Royal other than me buying it on Black Friday like two years ago. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> All right, let me make sure that my phone isn't going to start singing at me because the last thing we need is uh joel to have to cut out a whole bunch of music that we don't have any legal right to be using all right i'm just gonna send it to him i'm gonna link it to him it's called colors flying high okay because i i've been listening to plenty to the actual original soundtrack but like i don't think it's currently additive enough without the context of the game for me to listen too much i disagree because i th- i think that those mu- those songs stand out really well on their own mm-hmm. i've you know, I've, I've never, I've, I have both uh, Persona uh, Q games, and uh, I haven't gotten the opportunity to play them with time constraints. But I will tell you, those those soundtracks are amazing. Oh, I I agree with you that they're quality music. I just just for me, a lot of times when you're talking about video game soundtracks, part of what makes me drawn to listening to them again is being tied to the game i'm playing and the time i had like that's that's the main reason i like uh chrono trigger so much their their soundtrack is wonderful but it is because i remember hearing it while playing it in my bedroom as a middle schooler right (laughs) so that's that's just my yeah your hot take on it oh that's Hot. The hottest of takes. The hottest of takes. Well, I just sent you those hot tracks. Mine is uh, "Life Will Change." In case anybody's wondering, I know that you're not. That's a good one. So. Too. That's a good. But one that one's too. on Persona Five as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's a good one. I like the battle Mine's theme the... music. That's pretty good. Which one? The battle theme. Yeah. Uh, willpower. I like willpower mm. a lot. I like the um, the the exam song. <laughs> Oh, I've got, I've washed dishes to the exam song. True what it's called. slice of life, right there. It's exactly what uh, it life is. goes on. Yeah, life goes on. Do 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 do. Okay, sorry. This last week also brought us a look at the headset 
for PlayStation VR 2. How excited are you guys for that? I have a bonus from work. It's a grand. <laughs> and uh, that was like the thing that like Beth told me. She's like, so what are you going to do with your bonus money? I'm like, uh, well, you're not working right now. And we still haven't paid for Robin's first month in daycare. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also I might get VR. So we'll see. <laughs> that was the conversation. It's like, oh, maybe we'll spend some of this bonus money. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. just leave and bonus. start at another daycare. It's fine. Yep. Daycare will pay for itself. <sighs> nah, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> she needs to get a job anyways. <laughs> Freeloading toddlers. Damn. But this looks cool. This looks cool. They, they're they getting on par with what you would see in the, the other, you know, the, the Oculus Quest and stuff like that with inside-out tracking and stuff like that. You know yeah, what? This, uh, this looks exciting. One, one thing that's been really cool in my experience of... Uh, my limited experience with Oculus is that they've got speed. They must have speakers all around the headset because there'd be times where I'd play and there'd be a character talking and I could hear it in my left and then I could turn and actually hear it facing forward then. So it's kind of cool how they're working that sort of like surround contextual sound kind of thing into it. I think that kind of stuff's important for really getting into the experience. Yeah. It's happening. It's all happening. Whether you like it or not. Oh, I see a bonus piece of news slid onto here, but let's get to the rest of it. Near Automata anime has been announced. What? I feel like I don't like a lot of modern animation, anime animation. The more I watch anime, and it doesn't even have to be new. I just, there are very specific animation styles that I enjoy. And I'm watching more and more anime, more recently even. And I'm finding that I don't love a lot of animated styles. Like I uh, was watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and I don't like the animation. I was watching. What's wrong with you? Um, what's that one that that, that that everyone's talking about now with the the... the the de- demon slayer demon slayer i don't like that animation huh how do you and feel that, about the could, netflix animes that could that could be me I, i'm gonna i'm gonna dig deep into some Crunchyroll. i think at some point soon and try to like figure out where i'm at with that but I, for some reason i i just i have it in my head that like the stuff that i like i liked a lot of you know full metal um what was the one where your uh the the soul soul reaper was good uh, Bebop, my favorite, Ch- Champloo was really good. Trigun. Like, in these cases, I just I find that I I more don't like anime styles uh, than I do. Man, you better kind of what. Be careful with that opinion. <laughs> you can get your I, ass kicked. I, I, I mean, but the difference is, is that I like those shows and I like those characters and I like those stories. It's more the fact that like I just wish that there were differences in how they were animated, and that's I feel like that's a, like a fine, valid opinion. I mean. You know, everyone loves these, like some of these shows, and I'm just like, I don't get that one at all. But it's whatever. So, that, so with Near, I'm just like, I don't think that needs to be animated yeah. in anime form because I feel like I'm gonna be like, well, this kind of sucks. It's uh, it's gonna be an experience, and I don't know if it's the experience that I want either. It's kind of like the Persona Five anime thing, right? Like I, I watched that thing for 30 minutes just to get a feel for it, and it's like. 
it is low rent <laughs> persona 5 yeah. quality everything there to be fair uh the persona 3 and persona 4 golden animes are, are much improved it was just something about like that, that's like the fandom the fandom actually say like we all just ignore persona 5 anime uh three and four and four golden are are really the pinnacle of what you need that doesn't do many that doesn't do me any good i can give them to you i can give you those, those he has files. all of them no yeah absolutely not because yeah. persona 3 the persona 3 anime is uh it's just four movies just four movies i think i'd rather yeah, seasons, that out i think i'd rather just go watch pokemon origins but uh, did you like it no i didn't watch it yet See, oh, it, it wasn't on the docket. I didn't see it on the episode notes. So I YouTubed you. What are you saying that I could just put whatever in here and you'll follow it blindly? Well, not yeah, kind of not this short oh. lead time. No, <laughs> not with a <the> short <laughs> lead time. <laughs> Kenny, what's next? Uh, sad news. Square announced that Guardians of the Galaxy was a disappointment. This is not <laughs> this is a disappointment of the spelling of the word disappointment. Disappointment. Oh. <laughs> Boy, I don't remember. I was busy at the time. I was working. Um, so this not, just goes uh, not to hitting those sales marks that that they needed to, huh? Well, it just kind of goes along just what what people say. Or Square has been kind of in that camp where anything that's kind of American made uh, is just always going to be a disappointment, and it doesn't matter how well it actually does. You know, they were this way with the Tomb Raider series as well, but for some reason, The Quiet Man was a success. I call crap. Uh, I call bullshit on that one. Guardians of the Galaxy was a good game. I'm sorry. It was. It was. And it was really good. Soundtrack was. Uh, I believe Alex's slaps. <laughs> but I would. I will tell you, the Quiet Man was awful. So I don't. I don't know how they think that was a success. Well, Beats I mean, me. how much? How long do you want to take <laughs> me answering this question? No, I mean, don't. I guess maybe it costs less to make, I guess. Uh, I the shorthand version is success to a business isn't how much money you make. It is how much money you make in compared to expectations. That That's all yeah, it comes down to. Their expectations suck. I wonder what kind of numbers they were looking at. Like, we only need to sell 18 million for this to be a commercial success. I, I would guess that the Marvel property was not just their biggest asset but their biggest yeah. news like it, that creates really high expectations for them especially with how hot marvel is anymore but this was a good game definitely worth checking out if you haven't already i know it for a fact showed up on some game of the year lists last year so it showed up on mine there you go go grab a raccoon and sell it to your local warlord Sounds right. I chose to sell Groot. What else is that? What's next, Getty? <laughs> An update on Dragon Age 4. I did not see what the update was, so somebody's going to have to fill me in. I, I put it in there for you. Uh, they just said, hey, we're about halfway done. Oh, well, uh, just another three years. and Well, it's more ready. about the fact that people were thinking that maybe the game was going to get canceled or something. It's had a, uh, It's a rocky road to get to where it is now. Yeah, especially after Mass Effect Andromeda, I you know they obviously made some good uh, headway with the Mass Effect Collection, um, but I think that they're they were pretty 
they were pretty worried after Andromeda about what could what might actually happen uh, to the company, and uh, they're really trying to take their time and make it make sure this one is uh, a home run. Was well, Andromeda a bad game? No. Uh, it depends on who you ask <laughs> and not. what you're looking for. I, there are definite flaws in the game. The graphics were not up to par. Uh, it it was looked buggy. like it was basically reskinned Mass Effect 3, but otherwise it was fundamentally a good game, and I will stand by that statement. Okay. All I saw were a lot, a lot of bugs, but everybody I know that played it enjoyed themselves, but they were kind of looking for more Mass Effect, and that's if you go in with the mindset that I want to just explore space shooty shoots and hang out with my space friends, it's pretty, I hear it's not bad. Yeah. But the thing about Dragon Age is that none of the games have been what the, the previous ones were. The first one was basically a Roll20 module. Everything was turn-based. It was Dungeons & Dragons in video game form. The second one was a hack and slash. Just came out of nowhere with that one. The third one was open world with some of the hack and slash but still much greater character development. And it I, I don't know what they're going to do with 4. I think they're building on 3, which will be nice. But a lot of unanswered questions here. And we'll have to wait and see. Yep, it's going to be a while. Uh, Alex, what do you got for freebies this week? Freebies this week? Uh, we have... Uh, this one's called The Meteorite. It is a multiplayer third-person shooter. Uh, Chris Tales on Epic Game Store, which we talked about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And Truth or Dare on Itch.io. That one's a third-person like horror exploring a haunted house with your friends. Okay. That's, that's it? Yep, that's it. Those are the three freebies. All right. Well, thank you for your freebie action. Uh, I think this concludes our news segment for the day. Uh, I don't see any reason to stick around, so let's bail out before one of us has to pay the check. To the break. with not the backlog blog but even more early adopter content ah. that's a callback so that joke is called a callback so much content we got the yelling lambo was a callback content for days if not for at least another 20 minutes what do we got getty i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh i do know i'm just messing around i have uh, we're going to go with Minibu, A Walk Through Life. This one was just, a, this one actually, this one actively kind of made me upset. Straight up walking simulator where you are tasked with walking your character. Uh, at the start, you can't walk very well. You have to crawl. And it depends on you pressing 
pressing the A button to advance, but your character is uh, growing, and uh, as as most humans do, your turnip has needs and desires that need to be fulfilled. So you have uh, three gauges on the screen, one for companionship, one for physical contact, and one for a sense of belonging, I believe. Yes. That's not right? I think, yeah, yeah it's... Uh... Physical contact, intimacy, and belonging. Intimacy. Yeah. Yes. And then you also have a life expectancy. Mm-hmm. And you have goals that have been assigned to you so that it gives the game uh, some agency so you're not just wandering about aimlessly. You want to make some friends. You want to have a relationship with a person, get married, and then have kids. And there's... There's a lot more that the game will eventually offer, but those are the ones that it just tosses you as you begin your walk through Minibu. I didn't find that I was able to do any of those things. Like I didn't, I couldn't find the something that made me feel like I had control over that. Um, the way the 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 gameplay loop is that you were pressing a button to walk. But at the same time, you can directionally interact with those around you, and you will find that those around you are not always getting their needs met, or their needs met, not their needs met. Um, <laughs> and because they're not getting their needs met, uh, you could actively engage in those needs. So if someone is not feeling like they belong, you can uh, give them a feeling of belonging, and that will boost both your gauge and their gauge. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I had issues with this particular game is that I felt like, uh, as my own personal person, uh, I feel like I have a mental block in my ability that I always feel like I have to make other people happy. And uh, that's something I'm personally working on and growing towards, uh, figuring out in myself. But in this case of this game, I felt like that's what it was. I was constantly trying to make everybody happy to get their needs met. And I found that uh, if you don't get your needs met, your life expectancy meter goes down to the mm-hmm. point that people were dying. Yes, they were all and, around you. Uh, that tr- <laughs> that kind of triggered me a little bit where I felt like I was failing a lot of people. And uh, I felt a little upset about that. I felt a little bit like a personal uh, issue with that. I felt like I was failing a lot of people. So I... Uh, that was a thing that I had to deal with. That's me. But uh, I think the game is very good in the fact that it does bring um, a sense of trying to help people around you and wanting to be uh, belonging and wanting to take care of yourself mentally. And that's what that reminded me of. The The gameplay is very simple, but it, it uses that gameplay to touch on some heavy themes. Um to your point, Alex, one could be like a Rorschach test of, wait, I'm spreading myself too thin amongst all these things and accomplishing nothing <laughs> for it in the end. Uh, but it also just, like, so you start as a, like, baby turnip with your parents and I think one sibling. And so the early parts of it are you as a baby turnip learning to crawl, then eventually learning to stand up and walk and as you grow from toddler to teenager to adult, different phases, you'll see like your parents grow older. You'll see new friends and acquaintances show up and then start following you around too. And like as you're walking through, there's one, your parents keep on getting older and older until they're grandma and grandpa level, right? 
and then your friends are all sort of like circling around you but to your point like eventually they start falling out of your favor or rebuffing your advances to try to you know be friendly with them or show them intimacy or whatever or they get depressed right right and, and eventually like if you cannot keep them satisfied they'll die <laughs> it'll just there'll be a tombstone <laughs> at that spot uh so like after that you're like i'm obligated to <laughs> try to keep these things alive uh but you can't like you, that is cause for an early death in this game and weirdly enough you could have you could sort of have the takeaway of like you said alex uh you know understanding that there are limits and you need to you know focus a little more on your own survival but also you could take it as a reflection on how as time passes there are things you can and can't change and instead of trying to force like this friend who doesn't want to be your friend anymore you learn to let it go and move on you know so uh very interesting piece that I think could evoke a lot of questions or good conversation around. Yep. Getty, what did you think of this one? Definitely heavy subject matter here. Did it did it did it hit you the same way? I just went with it. At a certain point I would I came to the realization that I wasn't gonna be able to make everybody happy and I just wanted to see how much further I could go before my turnip uh fell down mm-hmm. yeah i i definitely felt like it wasn't as easy or attainable to achieve some of the goals on my first playthrough i feel like if i went back i'd be able to focus a little bit more on building those relationships and making sure that everything went better but it is truly a lot to take in because you're crossing the paths of so many people on the road that you're traveling and it it's hard not knowing which ones you want to help and trying to help everybody is not uh not the best use of your time so can't do it i died at 31 <laughs> it's too See, it's too uh, stressful i i've i made it to i found 16. a way to like keep myself alive until i was in my 50s but because I was so trying to make every single person happy, I didn't connect with one person. Like I said, I was dating somebody, and then I don't know what happened to them. I had a couple of best <laughs> friends, and then I had some enemies. But you had enemy. You could have enemies. Yeah. I never had. I just everybody liked me. Well, whenever I'd go up to people and try and you know interact with them, each of the interactables has a gauge, and depending on if it's more or less likely to to have a positive outcome, then it, it can benefit both you and the person that you're interacting with. However, if you fail, then it negatively impacts both of you and it can upset the people that you're trying to interact with. It's, yeah. So I had a couple of people that didn't like me. I had a couple of best friends. Yeah, I won them over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like forced it. I was like, you know, you're gonna love me, goddamn. Yeah. But, yeah, couldn't figure out how to get somebody to fall in love with me, to marry me. But... No, that far I didn't get. Yeah. It's definitely some heavy subject matter here, but an alternative take on the life of a turnip, if you will. Kind of made me... It, it kind of made me think about, like, I don't know, I feel like I might want to write something about this one. This one kind of 
stuck around in my head. Like I finished, I loved every one we've played this week, and I was like, they all are like, okay, I'm gonna wish list all of these, but like for some reason, I just kept like thinking about this one, and it kind of bugged me. So I think I might write about this one. Yeah, tell them how you feel. Yeah. So that was Minibu, a walk through life. And then the one that Alex was not able to shut up about all week. Very stylistic, very in-your-face, neon white. I mean, if you also liked, uh, what was it, Donut County. (laughs) The Donut County people. Is that who uh, made neon white? Yeah, it's the Donut County people. Well, Donut County is a very fun game, and that's... That's a story for another day. We've touched on it a couple of times on the podcast, but Neon White, I am giving this one to Joel because I can see the tension and the the frustration in his eyes of not having this game at his disposal right now. So, Neon White, at the end of the day, is a first-person shooter slash platformer. Uh, slash visual novels? Yeah, yes. There, there's definitely shades of visual novel, too. So the basic premise is that you are a soul who has died and should be going to hell, but you're given an opportunity to remain in heaven by competing in this event. I don't know. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, But basically you are fighting other people who should be in hell through different sections of heaven to kill off demons. And the one that does the best basically wins their spot in heaven. Uh, You are a character named Neon White. I don't recall why, but uh, you're wearing a white suit, have like a white, sort of like a demon mask on. They they give everybody demon masks, and they also give them a color, so there was other characters like de- neon red and neon green. Right, but right. you're all neons because you're the dead people trying to attain heaven. Right. So all these characters uh, sort of have interchanges in between level sequences like you said guys visual novel type things very anime so like the the look is anime the the way they talk is very anime voice acting uh the art types are all kind of there too uh so it's it, the story's entertaining enough i didn't really get much of a sense of attachment to what was going on yet with the short bit we got but the gameplay is really cool so uh, we were just talking earlier about Ghost Runners as sort of a good uh, comparison on this, which is another one of these, except that's a little more lightning fast. I think another decent comparison, not totally, would be uh, Mirror's Edge, although they don't have quite the same level of parkour going on. But basically each level is a starting point and an end point in a map. And then there's different like walkways and platforms that you're supposed to sort of jump around obstacles around to get to that end point. Uh, Most of the maps, you'll also have a series of demons you need to kill. So there might be like 10 or 15 demons you need to kill, and they'll all be going on through that track. Uh, To do so, they give you cards, and each card has sort of like a different weapon type and sort of an alternate attribute so one was a pistol where if you used its alternate attribute you would consume the card but then it would give you a double jump for that one jump another one was more of like a a uh, automatic rifle of some type 
and then if you consumed that in the super move, you create sort of a landmine that you should either throw at enemies to destroy them in a big AoE attack, or use it as another way to sort of springboard you off from a spot if you placed it against a wall. It is very slick. Uh, the the different actions all feel fluid and natural, and is complicated enough to where like you have to keep in your head, okay, this card has this attribute, you know, while this other one has this attribute, and then as you collect the cards, it sort of stacks them up in in line with each other too. So you have to sort of keep track of what you got on hand. And a lot of the jumping stuff gets a little complicated because you'll have sequences where they have these balloon demons. If you just jump towards them, it'll bounce you up like a balloon. Uh, and there might be a series of like four or five of those. But then you'll get to these sequences where it's just like left wall, right wall, left wall to get to the end. And, but they string along these cards that give you the double jump each time and you have to time it just right to get through that process so they can get pretty involved uh one thing i do like about this game it is very easy to just start over a level and they actually they'll encourage it if you do it to a spot where they think you're stuck at so i yep. do i do like that they at least understand that you might need a, a marker to tell you that like okay you've you've boned yourself you now need to just start over the levels yeah, and, are and, so and, and, fast that's yeah, and the thing is, yeah, so you have a card, and it like save you a handgun. It'll do. It'll give you five uses, which is a five shots. But if you just destroy the card, it'll just do the double jump. So you could destroy the cards as well. Um, but that that the it got it definitely got its hooks in me where I felt like I was like restarting. Okay, I gotta go a little faster. No, okay, I got a little faster. I gotta I gotta redo this one again. Hold on, no, I feel like I can knock off an extra second on that one. But and I definitely got a bunch of uh, a couple of like platinum or gold uh, top tier ones mm -hmm. um and then already off air getty was like so joel did you beat any of my scores <laughs> it's like, yeah i don't so there is that like friend uh friendly competition that they will compare your scores to like your friends list uh, and stuff yeah like I, I gotta say like a couple of times i went to those levels when i found out there was a scoreboard and i saw like okay daddy beat me by a second and a half like should i play it a couple times <laughs> and and, I, and i'm not a bit scoreboard guy like i you know, outside of an arcade game where I can put in my initials, I don't think too much about it in most games. But like, but these this... again, the levels are quick enough that it's like, what's another thirty seconds to try and beat this uh, score? It's not like a huge commitment of time, right? And th there was never a severe gap between any of our scores either, so it always felt like it could be attainable. You know, to to get on top of the leaderboards, like this is a kind of game that I wouldn't hate all of us having, and then just like you know trying to beat each other as we play it over and over like it it, it is you heard it it is that Day kind of one. competition i think would be a lot of fun to engage I mean, in so there's a couple of things i noticed the replayability of stages is not just so that you can get a quicker score but also so that you can collect items that can be used as tokens of affection during the visual novel aspect of when you get to the second area so the first area is just like a dead sprint. All of the levels that you encounter are in a row. There's like eight, maybe ten of quick sequence going through all of them. And then you get to the next story beat. And when you get to that next story beat, it opens things up quite a bit. Including being able to have conversations with your companions, uh, different unlockables. And uh, so I, I get that it's a demo. And when they introduce that second area to me... 
I kind of perked up because I was like, oh, look, at there's all this extra content. But then I was like, okay, I go and talk to somebody. It's like, oh, here's a, a special soul coin or something. And you take it to the church and you can redeem it. I was like, oh, sweet. Go to the church. It's not available in this demo. Like, <laughs> man, but you're going to give me more levels to play, but I can't spend my coin. Just give me the whole <laughs> game now. Yeah. This game has style. It's got flair. It's got the voice actor that does Spike Spiegel in it. So it is. Yep. Okay. Does yeah. it sound familiar? Yep. Yeah. I'm like, is this Steve Bloom? Oh, shit. It is. Yeah. So it's got it's got that anime, in-your-face action, fast-paced, uh, very simplistic in the combat, but still something that adds some substance by being able to discard the cards. And the story beats, very interesting. Want to know more about what's going on. There's obvious history with your character and the others. But, ta-da, when you died, amnesia. Your favorite, you Joel. <laughs> you dead? And Getty's favorite. There was fan service. Where you you forgot everybody. Making out with you. <laughs> yeah, got something for everybody. What, what girls were making out? No, the girls were making out like try like that one girl was trying to hit on you a bunch. Oh yeah, she's like, I forgot how to fire a gun, and you're like, Really? That doesn't seem right. Mm. He's like, All right. I think me on red position myself speed, but... awkwardly here behind you. Joel already has a wife who per, like, per, like <laughs> not lady not literally, but preferring. like they 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 give you these obvious like two different sides of the coin, and it's just like, do I want the sort of ditzy flirty one, or do I want the more femme fatale like? you know, thread. I, I think I'll take the And threat. they give you like, this is going to be, you're going to talk to them and you're going to become friends with them. Here's your relationship meter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Neon Yellow seemed like a cool dude, though. It's what I strive to be. Remind me of Ryuji. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. a very bit. Persona yeah. heavy episode. Yeah, we should, uh, Yeah. But, Getty, we still got to talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah. So that's Neon White. Definitely give this a, a looky-loo. It is on Steam. You can play the demo now. Do it. Go. Why are you listening to us? Play this demo. Enjoy it. All right. Wishlist it. Oh, are we really going to crack into this? Yes. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Joel, ask us questions. Okay. Style. So we're going to do Super GG Radio Goes to the Movies, Uncharted Edition. We are yep. not going to do any spoilers. We don't want to spoil anything for you. The movie just came out last week. Alex it's and Indiana I. Indiana Jones movie. There's not a lot to spoil. Uh, Alex and I had a bro date. We went and saw it. Um, I'm going to make fun of him I, later. I about regret it. that I, I, I was I, waiting I, for I, Getty. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to make some fun about that later. But. Got it. Okay, so, Joel, yeah. you get to ask us five questions about the Uncharted movie. Five. And go. Go. Five questions. Um, what is That's your preferred you. movie snack? <laughs> uh, preferred movie snack? Yeah. For this movie or just in general? We'll go for this movie. Popcorn. Yeah, of course. Popcorn. Popcorn's best. That's the lazy man. Shove it in my answer. face. Come on. That's the easy way out. Um Okay, uh, question number two. If you had to compare it to an Uncharted game, which one does it closest resemble? Ooh, that's a... Three? It or would be four. Four? four? Okay. It would be a Thief's End. Because they, 
pirate ships. Okay. I was going to say also they explore a lot of the relationship with his brother, but that was three, right? Wasn't three the one where you explore the relationship with your brother? Four? Okay. Deep send. Yeah. yeah. So they explore a lot of the relationship with his brother. Um, so I think that that's why it, it kind of picked a lot from four. Okay. Uh, I, there were, there were certain elements of it that I think you're, Alex is getting to the plane scene, but I, no, no, because that's, a, that's a scene that they show in the trailers. But it's also a scene from the game where you're climbing back onto a cargo plane. So, no, I was just referring to the again the, the relationship with the brother and having. Oh, I'm glad that you went more uh, story mode than action sequence. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. What else, Joe? This might be a more uh, common question I as imagine, but like, how do Tom Holland and uh, Marky Mark do at? <laughs> as playing their roles. I'm movie. taking this one first. Mark Wahlberg can't act. <laughs> can go to hell. Mark Wahlberg can go to he, hell. Yeah. He took me out of the movie experience. I feel like Tom Holland, he did okay. I mean, obviously, they wanted him to be a young Nathan Drake. It, it worked pretty well for knowing that if they decide to turn this into like a multiple movie franchise, it gives him some beginnings. It sets him up as that character. I cannot see Mark Wahlberg as Sully in any way, shape, or form. There's even one part where he's like calling down to them, and he's he's doing y- your cousin from Boston accent. <laughs> you might as well cut. You might as well say, "Hey, you're wicked smart." Yeah, <laughs> you're wicked smart over there, Nathan. <laughs> Sorry, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't enjoy Marky Mark. I didn't enjoy the like. I think Tom Holland did. He was a fine actor. But he, Nathan Drake is not supposed to be some slick, you know, like smooth man. Like, he's not a smooth guy. He's a bumbling idiot. And that's where I think that, like, Tom Holland's playing as this, like, ripped, suave dude who's just like, so every every lady just kind of looks at him being in, like, you're sure In handsome. the games, it's, so I would argue this. In the games, mm-hmm. he does have a previous history with Chloe. Yes, but that's not. We don't establish it. Th- so this, but that's not the. Ki- but that's not the character being. You're saying the, the general the character, character should be more of an everyman, and he's sort yes. of a ladies' man I, in this movie. Yes, he's over there like bartending and like hit, like talking to ladies, being like, "Oh, I can see what you're up to." That it's it's just a little laid on a little bit more, uh, thicker. You know, he's he's like a shirtless, and a girl's just like, "Oh, hello." You know, it's just a lot of that. Where I, I just, I, I'm not saying it's a problem in the movie. I'm saying is that that's just not Nathan Drake, not the so, one that he knows. <laughs> not my not my Nathan Drake. Yep. Yes. So Tom Holland is fine, but it's just like it. It, it kind of led to my problem with the movie in general. Is that like Uncharted is a weird property that doesn't have a lot of things that I feel like make it stand out. So for there to make a movie, it just also made it seem like you could have replaced the characters and made him, uh, Kevin Frank and, 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 uh, Donald Sherlinson. You could have these characters named whatever, and it doesn't matter. It's like, Oh, this is a pretty cool movie, I guess. Hmm. It doesn't need to be uncharted because it's just a generic, uh, adventure movie. So it was good. It was good as a generic action adventure movie. It was good. I would watch that again. But I also am like, eh, I don't know. Is Uncharted really what you needed? Did you really like? I, I, you, you didn't need to spend the money. How about that? 
I don't think that you're going to get like the fans of Uncharted to be like, oh my God. I feel like it's going to be like, oh, okay. It's fine. I think that was three. I got two more. Yep. yep. Okay. Would you play an Uncharted the movie, the game? <laughs> uh, I've played uh, extensively Street Fighter the movie. So, yes, I would. I, and. Uh, I think those Uncharted movies are fine. So, like, they're, they're they're they play fine for me. I enjoy them for what they are. So, I think that like, I could enjoy a game if it plays exactly the same, but they slap on Tom Holland's face. Sure. Yeah, I could also play this game. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. One last. Right, what else? One last question. Here. One last um, question. Okay. So. trying to think between two questions um we'll we'll go with the easy one is there a post credits scene yes is it worth staying till the end for yes okay everybody else bugged out except for us so (laughs) (laughs) that seems like a short-sighted thing anymore because i feel like even outside of marvel everybody does that now it was not like a post post credit scene it was like maybe middle not even a minute into the credits it was like bam setting you up with this post credit scene and i was like oh that's kind of neat and then we like got up and i looked around i was like nobody else is here and we were just dragging ass a little bit Mm -hmm. for lack of a better phrase right yeah fair enough and you know they're, they're gonna franchise this and that's fine it's not a problem i just think that like yeah, the Sony. I, I I assume whoever was making this movie and Sony, like they're like putting up, they're putting up some money, right? They're like really like we gotta get some some big clout here, and I'm like I don't know if you needed to. Mark Wahlberg. But he's wicked smart. Mm. Yep. Uh, Getty ends up giving uh giving Uncharted a B like a B, and I end up giving it like a C plus. But um, we'll see. We may have to come back next week as I might uh, rent. Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City on Redbox. <laughs> it was in theaters for like a week. Yep. I'm excited. Oh, for uh anybody listening, uh <laughs> anybody. Neon White is available until uh February twenty eighth. So they're keeping that they're keeping that demo longer. We should post that everywhere because by the time this airs they will have one day. We, they will have one day to grab this and try it out. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, let's slowly meander over to our one last thing for the week. One last thing is brought to you by getting up to pee three times at the movie theater. Yeah. I was waiting three for Getty times. to get to get there. I showed up a little early and... I don't I don't I don't have a whole lot of opportunities to drink. I don't drink in my pastime. So I thought, hey, I'll grab a drink. And I got a double gin and tonic. That was a mistake because I then had to pee three times, and that was within the first like forty minutes. He also pounded a baby child size cup of soft drink. Coke. I don't know what it <laughs> yeah, was. Yeah, a Coke. <laughs> so I really was like I really got to be <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. He just kept getting up like, Oh God, <laughs> it's happening again. I don't know if I'm going to make it this time guys. <laughs> uh, as, as things will happen with the podcast. All right. 
my one last thing for the week, I have finally caved and purchased myself Breath of the Wild. It is coming probably tomorrow or the next day. I will start and play it soon, but I have to finish fake Pokemon before I jump into Breath of the Wild. That wasn't... I, I, it's actually fake Pokemon. It's like Nexomon. Oop. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's clearly a rip-off of the IP and everything. It's, <laughs> check it out. It's funny. I send you so many like games where I'm like, Getty, this is right up your alley. And you're like, fuck, this is so good. And then you're like, I'm going to play this fake Pokemon. I'm like, I don't know. Seven bucks. I was like, oh, I got some time to kill. I don't, I don't have anything else coming out. And then, bam. This is supposed to be fun sometimes, Alex. $29 <laughs> Breath of the Wild. I'll, I'll take that. Hell yeah. All right, Alex, what what are you bestowing us with this week? Uh, I just, uh, one thing I forgot to mention last week was that there was, um, there was, uh, I beat, uh, I was at the very end of uh, Chicken Police, and I beat it, and it was very satisfying. But uh, just to, there was one thing that got me with the noir that rolled my, that I rolled my eyes is at the end of the game, credits are rolling and it just pulls up a quote at the bottom and it's cowboy bebop they quoted cowboy bebop at the end like you friggin nerds quoting an anime an, a noir anime series in the end of your chicken police noir game what are we doing all right i know that wasn't your one last thing so hit me that was my one last thing i don't believe you <laughs> What do you want me to say? I can come up with more. I can come up with more. I got Elden Ring. That's what I was uh, waiting I, for. <laughs> I sold I sold back Kenna, uh, Bridge of Spirits. It was excellent. I sold back uh, Battle Chasers. That was a little less excellent. And I might sell back Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, because I upgraded to the PS5 version. So I can get Elden Ring for free. Do it. Get it for free. I told Alex that if he beats it all in one run without dying at all, he can have the Beatlist Championship forever. I think that's we fair. Had tattooed on me. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair, fair right? Yeah. All right, Joel. One last thing. You know, I too will be playing Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild now. <laughs> Did you finish it before? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, a few <laughs> times. <laughs> there was a whole conversation that like they like when it came out, it was him and like three people like going through step by step. Did you get this? Did you get this? Did you get this? Then I'll have to bounce some things off of you if I get stuck. I'm hoping that I won't. Yeah, maybe I'll grab it again. I'm like halfway through. I think somehow this became my year of the open world. Saints Row, Far Cry, Ghost of Tsushima, Breath of the Wild. I might have a problem, guys. I mean, last year was JRPGs. You're making it thematic. That's good. Eh. And make sure I don't have any other open world. Oh, you know what? I got. I mean, you're playing Far Cry 6. I got a. Pokemon Arceus. Border. Borderlands, Tiny Tina's Dungeon Scapades or whatever we're calling it. Yeah, that's coming, coming out, out next month, and I'm sure that's going to be kind of open-worldy. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I got time for this. You know what I do got time for? The outro! Because that'll be it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio where... I didn't write down any streaming. We did not stream. Uh... We have we have Alex streaming on Mondays, deep digging into the backlog. We have 2D Tuesdays where Joel and Kelly are playing Kirby's Epic Yarn. 
Wednesdays are Wildcard Wednesdays with Alec, where he has just got his Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. Thursdays is podcast streaming Thursdays, and that is the end of the list. We are going Monday through Thursday. Thank you for memorizing that. My brain can't handle anymore. <laughs> he's he's seething right now. I can see it. He's clenching his teeth. He's he's upset. All right. I absolutely don't. <laughs> he's he's mad at me, guys. <laughs> he threatened to stab me at least once this week. I'm watching Skater XL videos. What are we doing? <laughs> All right. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes. Or the turnips that make you confront your mortality of your choice. Oh, thanks for listening. Uh, GG, Alex. GG, Getty. Good game, Joel. Good game. And GG, everybody. Uh, 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 uh.